Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Fiber with you. Other side of the glass is our executive producer, Dan Plucker, doing a great job like always. Going to get into some of what Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers had to say on Pat McAfee's show here uh, in just a couple of minutes. But we did a lot of Badger talk uh, on uh, the Wendy's Big Show today. And I want to give uh, some love uh, to this moment right here. Tying run is at first, the pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Deep right. Are you kidding me? Thuggy! A walk-off grand slam! My, oh, my. How about that? Oh, baby! Woo! Just an amazing, amazing moment. And Rami Makhlouf, who's coming up at 3 o'clock, uh, part of the Rami show, he left. Uh, after the eighth inning, he said uh, on Twitter, uh, and missed that whole moment. I'm sure some of you have gone through similar situations where you've gotten up, left, uh, and then something big happened. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that moment because I didn't want to sit through the end of the game. See, and again, I, I don't, we don't live in Chicago. We don't live in Atlanta or New York or anywhere like that where like traffic is insane and it's going to take you an hour to go, you know, four miles or something. Like, we don't live in any of those places. Okay, fine. So it may take you a little bit to get out of the parking lot. So what? So you leave early and now you miss what will probably go down as one of the bigger moments in Brewers history, similar to like that Easter Sunday deal. Now that Easter Sunday deal is big because it was part of that 13-game winning streak to start the year. So that's part of it. But still, those home runs by Deere and Dale Swaim, uh, in the way that it went down on Easter Sunday is what makes it so special. That ninth inning right there, I don't know if 10 years from now they'll celebrate it with a Dan Vogelbach bobblehead and a, you know, a, a, a levering or a euchre call in the bobblehead that plays and they bring them back and the whole deal. I, I don't know to what extent people will remember it or whatever, but I'll never forget it. Never. Mm-mm. Will not. And the five-year-old, the little five-year-old that we got, that's like one of his favorite players is Vogelbach. Loves him some Vogelback. So when he came up, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. This is his guy. Do something. I was hoping just for a single or a double I would have been happy with. When he hit that ball, oh, my goodness. I mean, it was 
just crazy. We were all going nuts in our house, and I'm sure you were going crazy wherever you were. But then you you take it, and then you look uh, at you know what it's in comparison to. And we talked about this earlier. That's the first walk-off slam since Braun against the Pirates on September 25th of 2008. And it happened to be Braun Bobblehead Day in American Family Field on top of it, uh, notes Adam McKelvey on Twitter that day. Not to mention the fact on that same day, the Brewers had walk-off wins from the Timber Rattlers and the Carolina Mudcats on the same day as Vogelback hit that one for the Milwaukee Brewers. It was an organization walk-off homer day. So that was pretty cool. Brewers walk off grand slams of all time, in case you didn't see it. Adam McKelvey lists them all. Cecil Cooper in 77, June 26th against Seattle. Sixth Lascano, April 10th of 1980 against Boston. Ted Simmons, April 25th of 85 against the Detroit Tigers. June 16th of 91, Greg Vaughn against Oakland. April 8th of 92, B.J. Surhoff, the catcher, the Olympian gold medalist, I believe, against Minnesota. Did they win a gold in what Surhoff was in the Olympic team? I think so. Uh, Franklin Stubbs, that one made me laugh the most. Of everybody on this list, Franklin Stubbs was the one guy who was never really all that good for the Brewers, That, to the best of my memory, uh, that did it. Uh, that was May 15th of 92 against the Texas Rangers. Braun in 08, and of course, Daniel Vogelback uh, against St. Louis here. Uh, over the weekend on the 5th. Just amazing. And, you know, the first thing I did was, you know, celebrating it. And I'm I'm giving, I was giving the Brewers some time on social media, right? The levering call got up. And that's a great call. We just played the levering call. That's a great call. But the call I wanted, because I didn't know Euchre was even on the radio. I never turned the radio on the entire broadcast. I was sitting at home watching it on TV, enjoying, uh, you know, enjoying the afternoon. So when I saw somebody tweet out that, hey, man, that was that was vintage Euchre right there, I was like, okay, well, now we need to hear what it sounds like. So I tweet out the Brewers, hey, can somebody please put up the Euchre call, please. Uh, and within, I don't know, two minutes, a lot of you great listeners out there immediately who were listening to it on their app or whatever they were listening to literally recorded it and tweeted it out, and people were tweeting me the Euchre call, so I got to hear it. Amazing. It was just simply, a, it was, a, it was a great call by Euchre. If you didn't, you didn't hear it. It's it, now it's all over social media, including the Brewers eventually tweeted it out uh, after that as well. So a great call by Euchre, a great call by Levering uh, on the broadcast. I love hearing uh, Rock just losing his ever loving mind, celebrating and going crazy in the background. That's the type of broadcast that I really enjoy. You know, you could say that, you know, you didn't like Santo, Ron Santo, back when he used to do uh, the Cubs broadcast when he was the analyst with Pat Hughes. But that, to me, is what makes it, right? I mean, what makes it is those guys that are living and dying with you like you are as a fan. And you may not like Paul Allen, the guy that does the Vikings broadcast uh, up there in, in, in Minnesota, but he's a fan. I mean, that's the fan that's there that gets to have a microphone in front of them that reacts with everything as it's happening like you are probably doing in your house. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. Ted Davis, that's what that's all about. Legendary play-by-play broadcasters that made you feel like they were with you. Him, Ted Davis screaming and yelling about referees. 
Aaron Sims losing his mind uh, in Admirals games as, as they do Admirals games. And you feel, you know, he feels like you. Sometimes he's even more passionate than you are about whatever is, is going on if he thinks the Admirals got screwed on something. To me, that's what makes great, you know, play-by-play guys. Steve the Homer True doing Marquette games. Same thing. Just all about Marquette. Other team hits a shot, and he hit a three. You hit a shot, he goes crazy. That, to me, is what makes great play, great play-by-play guys and what makes these type of moments even more special for the fans when you have a great play-by-play guy making those calls in those games. So truly, truly remarkable. Now, again, as I've said, stated before, I, I don't know how this will be remembered. For me, I mean, it... It's right up there with the Easter Sunday game. I, I know it doesn't have the same impact. It didn't clinch a, clinch a playoff game. Um, it didn't pull you tied for first place or something. Uh, it didn't win you a playoff series. It wasn't a playoff game. Uh, it wasn't a part of a big winning streak like Easter Sunday was. But to me, that moment was right up there with a lot of these other moments that we've seen. It, it really is. It's right up there. Uh, with those type of moments. Uh, and I, I don't know if you agree with me or not. You can always tweet me at Sparky Radio if you do or not. Maybe maybe you think I'm nuts for thinking it was that big of a moment, but I thought it was awesome. So wanted to give some love to the Daniel uh, Vogelback deal there. Uh, coming up next, we're going to hear an interview uh, that Pat McAfee uh, does with Aaron Rodgers. Now, as you well know, I would assume by this point, Pat McAfee, the former Colts punter, uh, has on Aaron Rodgers on Tuesdays, uh, and it's pretty much all the time, right, while the Wendy's Big Show is going on. Uh, and then what McAfee does uh, is he tweets out uh, videos, or not him, his producers or whoever he's got. He's got like 100 people working for him. Uh, tweets out, you know, special clips from the interview that they think, you know, are newsworthy and tweets them out. Well, we then go and we take those clips and, edit out all the swearing or bleep them out as best we can. Uh, and then we let you hear some of it. So we'll let you hear some of what Rogers had to say today, including uh, bringing up the whole Mark Murphy told him not to be the problem. You remember that Murphy denied that a few months back when he was asked about it. And now Mac, if he brought it up to Aaron Rodgers, you want to hear that response coming up next. Hey, football season is finally back and the place to be to catch all the action and create your own sporting action is at the Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only do they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you play your own games in their huge entertainment game room. Now, let me tell you about this game room. This game room has, you have indoor bocce ball. That's the thing. They have indoor bocce ball. You've got ping pong. You've got uh, foosball. You've got darts. You've got plenty of pool tables if you like playing uh, pool. You've got all kinds of different uh, games that you can play uh, there inside their huge entertainment game room. Plus, you can enjoy awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fish fries piled with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com. That's QClubOfWI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard 
in Waukesha. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast welcome back sparks midday madness on 1250 a.m the fan meet heisman trophy winner billy sims coming up this friday and saturday at billy sims barbecue on rawson road in franklin from 4.30 to 6.30 Friday uh, and 11 to 1 and 5 to 7 on Saturday. All right, let me say this again because that is written awfully uh, confusing. So let's see if we can do this again. All right, so Billy Sims, legendary college running back, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, and he'll be actually on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow at 12.35 as well. He'll be at Billy Sims Barbecue, brand new barbecue place that just opened. It's right there by The Rock on Rawson Road in Franklin. He'll be there from 4.30 to 6.30 on Friday. And then on Saturday, he's there twice on Saturday. He's there from 11 to 1 on Saturday. And then from 5 until 7 
on Saturday as well. Again, that's Heisman Trophy winner Billy Sims, Friday and Saturday at Billy Sims Barbecue on Rawson Road in Franklin. Uh, so go check out some of their great Southern barbecue. Billy Sims Barbecue, Rawson Road, just east of 76th Street in Franklin. Easiest way for me to describe it to you is it's right by the rock. So if you know where the the Rock Sports Complex is or the Milwaukee Milkman Franklin Field Stadium is or whatever there, it's right there by that intersection where all of that stuff is. Plus, again, Billy Sims tomorrow on the big show uh, at 1235. Uh, And Dan Plucker uh, reminds me uh, that we have a big guest on this show, Sparky's Midday Madness. Normally, all the big guests end up on the Wendy's Big Show or on the Bar Winkler Show or on the Rami Show. Sparky's Midday Madness normally doesn't get the big-name guests, but Plucker, you got me a big-name guest for tomorrow. Is that true? Yeah, we got Marshall Falk on the show Woo-hoo! tomorrow. I had a Marshall Falk Colts jersey, and in fact, I'm pretty sure I still have it, and I bet you it still fits. I have no idea. I don't think I know where it is, though. Probably one in my bins out in the garage that is closing it that I still not unpacked from moving to where we are like five or six years ago. Uh, yeah, I had a Marshall Falk jersey because, yeah, I mean, y'all know I'm a Colts fan. I think the first jersey I bought was a Harbaugh jersey. Uh, then the Marshall Falk jersey, I think, was the second Colts jersey uh, that I bought. So looking forward to having Marshall Falk on tomorrow to kick off Sparky's Midday Madness at 2 o'clock. Looking forward uh, to talking with him. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, what came out of uh, this Pat McAfee uh, interview with Aaron Rodgers. There's there's lots to take uh, from this whole thing. Now, Plucker's job in all of this, Dan Plucker, our executive producer, job in all of this was okay, Dan. So I, you know, he's like, I should play this because it's some good stuff from Rodgers with McAfee. All right, sounds good. But we got to make sure because you know McAfee satellite radio, so they can swear as much as they like. We cannot. So had to make sure that everything all swear words got out. So uh, Plucker went through this with, with a went through this very meticulously to make sure there was no swearing. Uh, so the first cut that we have here uh, talks about the organization uh, and him and the offseason dispute and all that fun stuff. And this is what it sounded like. Rogers on the Pat McAfee show. Well, Pat, I think you have to understand that um, it's not necessarily that anybody is uh, extremely wrong in the situation. There's, yeah. uh, there's in all parts of society, uh, at times, people do things because they've always done them, right? Now, some would counter that and say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? Mm-hmm. But in business, often in corporations um, and big business, things are done. And in the, it, look, it used to be done in the West Coast offense as well when Mike and I would have conversations over the years and why are we doing this? Well, that's what they've done since 1989. That's when, when Bill Walsh and Paul Hackett put it in. That's the way they did things, you know, and be like, well, let's adapt, let's change. And and to Mike's credit, he, he you know, he had the kind of the second iteration of the West Coast offense and we adjusted and did different things that, that the original West Coast offense wasn't doing. And my point of saying that is in business, a lot of times you do things a certain way because they've always been done a certain way or you've been modeled uh, how uh, things should work or operate and that's what you learn that's how you grow up in the system and objectively uh there's been a lot of success in green bay doing it kind of this way you know where uh, coaches coach players play and personnel people make decisions um they've also been fortunate to have some pretty good quarterback play over the last 31 years ish starting um so, 
for me, it was just wanting to have a bigger impact in decisions that directly affect my job that I feel like I'm competent enough to communicate with about that I know nobody knows the locker room better than I do. Nobody uh, has been, you know, around this place in a position of uh, influence longer than I have. And I mean influence. I've been starting now for 14 years. Um, so nobody knows uh, the product like I do on the field. And that gives me a perspective that I feel like adds, not dominates, but adds to a conversation when you're talking about players or decisions that directly impact the product on the field. And that was my thing the entire time. I believe for the majority of the offseason, there was an unwillingness to uh, to budge or to have those conversations. But you never know. I believe in the possibility for people to change and grow. And it just takes small minor adjustments in habits. Habits take, on average, scientifically, I read this, uh, about three weeks to fully kind of uh, lock in your brain and, and change. And so I always feel like that I'm three weeks away from a an epiphany or a major life change or an adjustment that's going to positively impact my life. And everybody who is in a position of influence here in Green Bay is, is three weeks away from that as well. All right, so there is Aaron Rodgers. Now, listen, it, it's a lot of what he has said already. And it's more of him saying, I know everything. I've been here forever. I'm great at what I do. I know talent. I know everything. They should listen to me. Which pretty much sums it up. I mean, that that's kind of his take on all this. I've been here forever. Pretty much I know where the, the you know, where the skeletons are buried or whatever you want to say, whatever term you want to use. I, I know where everything is. I know what we need. I know how good the talent is around the league. Um, I, I know what will help us win. They need to listen to me. I don't necessarily disagree that they should listen. And I don't know if they listen to him or not. I think the hang-up, as we've talked about before, is now, they may have listened, they just didn't do anything he said. And that's where he got mad. Oh, I want them to listen to me. No, you want them to do what you want them to do. And it has nothing to do with them listening. Now, if that's not the case, if indeed it was, you know, going to Goody, hey, man, you know, I'd really like to have Randall Cobb back. And if that conversation happened here over the last couple of years, and Goody's like, dude, let me run the team. You worry about quarterbacking. If that was said, all right. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, but then you can see how he got bent out of shape. And I don't believe anybody's asked Rodgers that to this point. Like, at any point, did they just simply, when you went with a suggestion, did they tell you pretty much you're the quarterback, worry about playing, and just blew you off like that? Or do they listen to you and say, hey, yep, all right, we'll consider it. That's what I'd like to know. I don't believe that question's been asked yet. Uh, and that's what I'd like to know. Because if if he was going to Murphy and Goody and they were telling him, you're the quarterback, you play quarterback, we'll worry about putting the, together the team. If that was the snarky response or the condescending response that he got, well, then fine. Then I get it. Then he has every right to be upset. He deserves, he, he's earned more than that. Now, if he's mad because they aren't doing what he said and they are listening, but they're choosing to do something else, well, then he's got to get over himself, I think. Uh, okay, so now uh, McAfee brought up the question of uh, the story that was reported. Uh, Plucker, you said it was by Tyler Dunn. Is that who it was? I don't remember. I think it might have been Tyler Dunn. Somebody reported uh, that early in this process, 
when they brought LaFleur in uh, that they told Rodgers, don't be a problem. Don't be the problem. That Murphy apparently had told him that. Now, Murphy himself, a while back, already denied that and said, that that never happened. I never told him that. So McAfee now uh, kind of brought it up in passing and was going to move on to talk about something else. And then Rodgers, uh, he, he wanted to talk about it. That's awesome, man. I'm happy to hear that your two relationship is so good because if I do recall, one of the people that was potentially involved in the whole thing said, hey, you don't be the problem here. And it turns out LaFleur was like, oh, he's not the problem. Hey, he's the answer, actually. Yeah, <laughs> this is good news. Go ahead, Ty. Aaron wouldn't want you okay, to throw. Let me just respond to that. That never happened again. I think I've mentioned that on this show, but that never happened. That alleged conversation never happened. Which one? Don't be the problem. That never happened. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's a total lie. That's a oh, okay, so I shouldn't hate him for that then. Okay, I, I, let me take that back. That never happened. Okay, good news. It never happens. Is there anything else that never happened that we should know about? Uh, as it comes up this season, I'll, I'll definitely be sure and, and write the ones that I feel like need to be righted <laughs> that were wrong. Yeah, because killing with indifference has always been your thing, but there's some things that should be like, hey, we got to nip this in the butt, especially now. I mean, yeah, yeah, like the whole, you know, uh, deep house cleaning thing that is a total lie <laughs> or the uh, the golf dues thing that you know that's a, you know that was a lie as well now Green Bay Country Club for whatever reason decided to do some big uh, uh, renovation they're charging dues for certain uh, you know for anybody who wants to stick around you're you're a little 7500 little ching on top of your bill uh, but uh, but I you don't renew golf dues. You either leave the club or you pay your golf dues. There's no like, oh, I'm going to put my renewal. Oh, you must be coming back. That never happened. All right. So there's Rogers denying a whole bunch of stuff. So the cleaning lady story, uh, ridiculous. Uh, the whole uh, deal with Murphy says that conversation uh, never happened either. Do you know what I. I don't know if I find it surprising or shocking necessarily in all this. He, he being Rogers has paid attention to every single little thing that has come out through this entire run. Now he wasn't necessarily active per se on social media as far as tweeting a lot. He tweeted a little bit with Brady when there were a little golf match thing happened, uh, tweeted a little bit when the bucks were on their playoff run. Uh, just random things, nothing really significant. But clearly, while he was getting his mind right and vacationing in Hawaii and wherever they were going off doing their things, and he wasn't talking now, he was having all his minions out there talking, while he wasn't talking, he was certainly paying attention to what was being said what articles were being written. And I can almost but guarantee you he could tell you where every single story originated from and who wrote it. Can almost guarantee it. I, I, again, I'm not totally surprised, but the way that it was coming across to us as a fan base with Rodgers was that he was pretty much checked out. Like, he was partying with his girl's fiance and other couple out there in Hawaii and they were doing whatever. And he was pretty much just completely pulled away from anything involving anything of, of you know, relevance at that point. I now 
after you hear that, you realize that, okay, he, he was dialed in probably most of the time to what was going on. Not saying anything, just letting everybody do what they want to do and letting everybody kind of twist in the wind and believe what they wanted to believe and let it all go. But he wasn't going to necessarily uh, interject until he was ready, which came at, obviously, at training camp. So those are the first couple of cuts uh, from this whole thing. Coming up next, you'll hear his uh, explanation when asked about how people didn't think him and Matt LaFleur would get along when they hired Matt LaFleur, and that was a concern by many that, oh boy, Rodgers is going to trample all over him, and it's going to be the Rodgers show at the end of the day, and these two are going to butt heads. We'll play you for you the response that he had to that question coming up next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, thanks for tuning us in here on a Tuesday. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Rami show featuring Rami Makhlouf comes up here about one half hour from right now. We'll talk to Rami coming up on 15 or 20 minutes from right now as we continue to play some cuts here from Aaron Rodgers uh, with... Uh, Pat McAfee, and as I said before the break, uh, another question that was asked to him about this whole thing of people didn't think that LaFleur and Rodgers uh, would get along at the end of the day when they brought Matt LaFleur in. Uh, and I know it was definitely uh, something that came up uh, when we were discussing it on the Wendy's Big Show when they made that hire that are these two actually going to get along or is Rodgers going to run roughshod over Matt LaFleur? Here is Rodgers' response. LaFleur, though, how happy and what did that post on IG, everything you post gets dissected, obviously. And I think at this point, you know that <laughs> you know that at this point. So that we were supposed to hate each other with a LaFleur IG story was so beautiful because I think last year you talked about how great your relationship was and they might have been trying to drive a wedge in between you this offseason. Where are you and LaFleur at now? You guys are just the bestest of friends, huh? Yeah, just uh, virtual middle fingers to the world, you know. Yeah. People who, people who said, you know, we'd never be able to get along and coexist, and all the with that audible story, you know, I'd say uh, quiet on that front, isn't it? You know what I I like about this, this interview here with McAfee today, really stands out. This is edgy Aaron Rodgers. This is a little bit more hacked off Aaron Rodgers today, more so than we've seen in. Anything that he's done to this point this season, 
I mean, in every other conversation that the man's had with anybody in the media, it's just happy-go-lucky, I love life, I love you, I love my teammates, they're going to love everybody more because I love them, and I'm going to show them how to read books, and da-da-da-da-da. Okay, so that's what Rodgers has been all about. This here, a little bit more edgy. Am I missing? I mean, would you agree, Plucker? He seems more edgy uh, in this one, more like old Aaron Rodgers maybe. Uh, in this interview with McAfee, yeah, I feel like he's just kind of in when it, when he, McAfee brings like the most casual side of Aaron yes. Rodgers out. No, and, no, and yes, it's it's a credit to him and and the relationship that he's built with him in these situations that he can get this kind of interaction with him because very few people can. No, no, and and the fact that he can do it in front of an audience of literally millions of people that watch the Pat McAfee show is pretty impressive because it's no different in, in like when it comes to the facts, it's no different than him standing in front of the press and doing a press conference or like he could say those exact same things that he's saying just as freely in those situations because at this point it's essentially the same thing because if something is said in a press conference or on the Pat McAfee show, it gets brought up on shows like ours no on, a, on a daily basis. And you could argue maybe more on a Ma- mm-hmm. McAfee show than it does in a press conference. Because he says different things to McAfee. Correct. And and it's I, I guess it's he's a little bit more in control of from the organization when he's at a press conference, there are different things you can and can't say, and and your media person person is telling you what you should and shouldn't say. But when he's with McAfee, all that kind of goes away, and it's just him having a conversation, and it it brings great stuff out, like what happened today. And he's honest, and he's like just blunt about different things that in a press conference he is more cryptic about. So it's interesting. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, and I think you are right there on point uh, with your assessment about how uh, the whole thing kind of plays out maybe at the end of the day. Because uh, when you talk about um, his relationship with McAfee and those guys, it feels more like dude's just hanging around talking in somebody's living room, right? Like there's no cameras. Nobody's really paying attention. They're just talking straight uh, to each other. uh, And that's how it comes across. And to me... That's what, like you said, Blocker, makes these McAfee things uh, real. But he definitely, man, a little bit more edgy than we've seen him. I'm not mad about it. I'm just pointing it out. All right, so now he continues on talking more about McAfee, or McAfee brings up more about LaFleur and this offense. LaFleur had to, and we've learned this now, he had to give up some of his pride and say, like, okay, Aaron, you're going to go down is maybe the best football player of all time. You're on the mount. I would like to have your input. Like that is, that doesn't seem like rocket science to do, but I like the fact that he was willing to do that, able to do that. How nice is it to be able to have a guy though that you can say like, hey, we shouldn't do that, we should do this. That has to be a very empowering feeling for you in year whatever this is now, 17, 16, whatever it is. 17, Pat, thank you. Uh, it should be and it is natural. You know, it should be natural for a person of my status and, and age and experience. His status. And it is. I think it really helps having, uh, you know, the other voices in the room. I mean, Maddie's like 41, Hackett's 40, Getsy's younger than I am by a few months. And the four of us, you know, put our heads together and, and uh, talk through the plans and the ideas and the creativity. And um, it's, a, you know, a really good thing, I think, for our offense and, and for our room. Uh, to be able to have those conversations. Now, you know, the 
the credit goes to those guys as far as creativity. Those guys, you know, spend you know, spend a lot of time going through uh, the plan and, and getting things ready. And by the time it hits uh, kind of my radar, you know, uh, late Monday, early Tuesday, it's exciting going through the plan with those guys. But ultimately, I think the the greatest uh, stretches for our friendship in a positive way was between the first and second year for Matt and I. And this offseason, it was never about Matt and I. We had great conversations throughout the whole thing. I think there was some, you know, fear that maybe I wouldn't come back on his side, which, you know, was warranted because I was thinking about not coming back. And, and <laughs> But but him and I have always had a good relationship. He flew out, uh, you know, we had a good time in Malibu. Um, he brought a couple, uh, couple of gifts as well. Um, he knows how much I enjoy the, uh, the brown liquor and, and uh, and also some wine he brought uh, as well. So that was that was much appreciated. Okay. So as he continues to bring up about how great he is and his status and so forth, that's this dude. And again, what he's saying isn't wrong. He just likes bringing it up constantly about how great he is and how he should have more say and so forth and so forth and so forth. Uh, and that's fine. And and maybe this league will become like the NBA where these superstar players will eventually get to have as much control as Brady does in Tampa Bay on all of these teams going forward. Maybe that's what they want. Deshaun Watson, look at that situation down there in Tampa. He's not playing. They're going to start Tyrod Taylor. I like Tyrod Taylor. He's not Deshaun Watson. Now, he's got his off-the-field issues too, but that's not why he's not playing. He's not playing because you don't want beer? No problem. Remember, uh, it's Casario who's the Casario who was with the Patriots and Belichick. And that dude is is gonna play that same game. You want to be here? No problem. We'll trade you when we're good and ready and we can get a deal what we like. So you're gonna sit over there and watch, and we're gonna play everybody other than you uh going forward with the Texans. And from a Texan standpoint, who cares if we suck? Because that just means better draft picks on top of whatever draft picks we get. They have to be in a full rebuild right now. But that was a dude trying to get his way, and it didn't work. Russell Wilson tried to get his way in Seattle with the Seahawks. Guess who's playing quarterback for the Seahawks? Guess who when he reported training camp said, oh, wow, that whole thing was overblown. You know, that's that's the pass. I'm here. I'm ready to play. Let's go. Didn't go anywhere close to going into details like Rodgers did with his. Like he was ready to move on, and it was it was before training camp. I think it was the mandatory OTA he showed up at and squashed the whole thing and said, "Ah, it was all overblown. I'm good. Let's go." So he didn't win either. So really, of everybody that had this thing happen over the the winter, the, uh, well, the summer and the spring, the only one that won really is Rogers. That's it. Got a year chopped off his deal. Just gets the free agency sooner because that's something you wanted when you're at his age. You got a player, you made them trade for an old player that they probably didn't want because they just drafted a younger version of him, or at least that's what they hope in Amari Rodgers. You forced their hand into making a move. So we can sit here and talk about who won, who didn't win. He won, plain and simple. And if he wins a Super Bowl, then he gets to dictate what happens after that too. It'll be interesting from a fan reaction how it's going to go. Because if they win a Super Bowl and he says, "Mm, still want to go. Fans are going to be like, you won a Super Bowl. What could you possibly be unhappy about that you don't want to be here anymore? Like, what's your problem? That, that'll that be the fan reaction. If he says, oh, yeah, we won a Super Bowl, I'm staying. But 
you got to get move on from Jordan Love. I don't want to have to look over my shoulder and see my eventual replacement, and I'll sign a three-year extension or whatever. That also then becomes messy because then you're left without a backup quarterback, which means then you have to sign a veteran quarterback, which won't be end of the world, but would leave a lot of egg on Gutenkunst's face uh, if that ended up happening because then that literally makes that pick null and void and a complete waste of everybody's time if they end up having to do that. Now, Rodgers, one last cut that Dan Plucker cut for us from the Pat McAfee show, Sirius XM Radio. Uh, this is him uh, talking about, yeah, didn't really want to go after the Packers, you know, per se, in the offseason. Uh, well, uh, you know, because uh, you, you probably said on your show, you can't keep a f- secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I hit you up a couple times and I was like, maybe we should talk. Yeah. Yeah. But it just didn't it didn't seem right the entire time because my motivation was never to slam the organization or the fan base or anybody specifically. I you know, I was just in contemplation and wanted to you know, take time to think about where I was at and what I wanted to do. I didn't want to get into, you know, pissing match, uh, you know, you and that other scrub from WWE, you know, who always tried oh. to, yeah. I'm not going to mention his name. Yeah, yeah, please yes. don't. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I just wanted it to be uh, to be cordial. I love the organization. I've, I've had a, lot, a long, uh, long time being here, and I didn't want to make it, uh, you know, make it play out in public. This is my thing. I, uh, I get what he's saying, but I'll be quiet. I won't sling mud in the public or nothing like that. That may be true, but you sent your minions out there to do your work. Now you can brush your hands off it and go, hey, hey, I'm good. One me. One me. Mm-mm. No. I didn't I didn't go demand a trade or want to be out of here. Nothing like that. That, that. that was not me. Might have been his agents. Might have been somebody else involved, but it was not him personally. I did not talk, right? Texting with McAfee. Maybe I'll come on your show. Didn't have to come on your show. You got AJ Hawk. He can do the talking for Rodgers. They go to the Kentucky Derby. Hawk comes back. Hey, man, what's going on with your guy? I know you were there with him. Well, you know, he wanted some of the veterans to still be on the team. It felt like he should have had a say, like Jake Kumaro and blah, blah, blah. Right. So you yourself weren't talking to him. No. But you had your minions out there talking for you. Right? That That's what this was all about. James Jones, John Kuhn, A.J. Hawk, all your guys out there doing your stuff for you. While you sat back there and watched how everything unfolded and played out. Man, smart, not an idiot. I nobody's ever gonna call that guy stupid. He played it out and he won, like I said. And that's that's a tip of the hat to him. He outsmarted the organization and won at the end of the day. And we as Packer fans win. Get to watch Aaron Rodgers one more year in a Packers uniform. So it's a win for us too. So the only way that this ends up really you know, I go back to the, the Jordan Love thing. If they end up having to trade Jordan Love and he signs an extension, he stays. And I said there's egg on Goody's face. There is to a degree. But if Goody can say he's a Super Bowl winning general manager, he wins too. Because there aren't many of those walking the face of the earth that they can say that they were a general manager of a team that won a Super Bowl. Those, those don't exist. There's not a lot of them. There's some. There's not a lot. Same with Super Bowl winning head coaches. Matt LaFleur knows all about it. He wins one here. 
and they get Rodgers for three more years, no matter what happens going forward, just like Mike McCarthy, he still won a Super Bowl. Ted Thompson still won a Super Bowl. No matter what happens, no matter if they ever get back to another one, they'll always have the ring. They'll always have the prestige of having it on the resume going forward and be a part of their legacy. So even if they have to trade Jordan Love at some point in the future to keep Rodgers happy and keep Rodgers here after they win a Super Bowl, it's still a win for LaFleur. It's still a win for Goody. It's a win for Mark Murphy and Russ Ball and everybody else involved in that front office, even if they bent uh, in order to make Aaron Rodgers happy at the end of the day. All right, we'll hear from Rami McAuliffe coming up here in just a couple of minutes. The Rami Show is 12 minutes away. Actually, that's no, 13 minutes away. Yeah, something like that. But I, I want to find out what was so dang important that he left after the eighth inning of that game and missed Dan Vogelbach's grand slam. I mean, what was so urgent that he had to get to that he had to leave that game early? We're going to find that out. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, a leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. And uh, this segment of Sparky's Midday Madness is brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold coming up on Sunday, 2 p.m. They got a meat raffle, 2.30, a jersey raffle. Proceeds benefit Wolfgang Rescue. Free food at halftime, free touchdown shots as well. That's all coming up at Jim Danny, South 27th Street in Oak Creek this Sunday. It all gets underway uh, at 2 o'clock uh, with their meat raffle. And uh, that was one of the places I said on the big show I was trying to go to for dinner. That was where we were going first. We went there first, um, and we looked up on Facebook and saw that they were closed on Labor Day. So that was our first destination, and we didn't get there. Then we were going to go to Smoke Creek in Oak Creek. That was our second destination, and they were closed. And then we left there, and then we went to Chili's, and they were closed. And then we left there, and we went to the cellar in Oak Creek, and their kitchen was closed. Yeah, it's Labor Day, dude. P- laborers are taking the day off, as they should. I'm here to tell you, uh-huh. I've went out for dinner many a year on Labor Day. I've never experienced yeah. these many places being closed on Labor Day. It's a hat because tip. Because people are finally starting to appreciate labor. Agreed. It's a complete hat tip to Some everybody. Yeah. It's a complete hat tip to everybody that was closed yesterday, whether you be a store, a restaurant, a gas station, whatever. If you gave your employees off yesterday, hat tip for me to you. It was yeah. awesome. Like we were driving around laughing. Like Kay's mom was with us. She's like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, she goes, outside of Christmas. I go, I agree, but this is kind of cool. Good. So we just kept driving around and we eventually found somewhere. So it I like fun. it. Uh, okay, he is Rami Makhlouf. He doesn't remember talking to me on Sunday, so that's nice. I talked to you on the Had phone? A full conversation. On the man. phone? Yeah, I called you before I texted I remember you. text. I remember texts. I don't remember phone calls. Yeah. He's, he's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Ash. Where? Yeah. yeah where? What time was where? this where? at? Where? What time was this? Uh, I don't know, 6.30? No, really? 6.30, quarter seven? Oh. Yeah. I believe the quote was, I've been drinking since Friday night. <laughs> That's how we started it off. So I said, okay. I said, well, we're coming over to your to your area. Are you doing anything? Well, I'm by my buddies and we're cooking out and da, da, da. I said, well, we're going to go to that, what is that, that neighborhood bar? The backyard. backyard the backyard bar. bar. Right. Yeah. For whatever reason, I remembered that because we were looking for a patio. Sure. So- 
Okay, the whole bar's like Look a patio. At that. So we went. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. I talked to him on Sunday. I'm looking at my yeah. phone right now. Look at that. So we went. 702. On, we we went talked online. for a full minute. Yeah, we went online and looked at it. I was like, okay. I'm like, well, you care if I call Robbie? She's like, no, that'd be cool. So call Robbie. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> so, but anyways, he's like, okay. Yeah, he goes, how long are you going to be there? I said, well, I don't know. Maybe an hour or so. All right, yeah, all right. Well, that's close. You know, maybe I'll come over. Sounds good. I was right up the block. Right. Mm-hmm. So, because you weren't driving. So, we no. drove over there. Man, this place was slammed. There were bikers as far as you could see bikers. What was with there all was, the bikers this weekend? There was uh, the Harley rally this weekend. They wouldn't let us change lanes to get over to onto Miller Park Way when we were trying right. to go to Miller Park. Huge Harley like, you rally. You know y'all aren't a funeral procession, right? Like, people are allowed to... Oh, to there were... People are allowed to change lanes in between your big, stupid right. motorcycle Don't do caravan. this. You're going to offend a bunch of people listening. I don't care, it's man. It's like talking you, politics at this point. I, it's Just not, stay away from it. No, I don't care what you're driving. Like, people need to get over to go to the Brewers game. And I don't care how many of you are trying to, like, I don't I don't know what you're trying to accomplish exactly with, with these. I, I don't know. But, like, people need to move over. Like, slow down or move up. But, like, let people over. You can't have yes, 30,000 yeah. motorcycles in an exit where people, a lot of people need to go yeah, so for a large gathering. A lot of these Harley dealerships all had huge concerts and festivals and everything else going on. So they were all over Wisconsin uh, all over the weekend. It was... It was big. I don't know if it's as big as it's been in years past necessarily, but it was a big deal. So anyways, so that that place was completely slammed. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, well, we're not doing that. There's way too many people. So then we left there. We went over to Barnacle Buds. That we walked in and looked around. They were busy. So we're like, okay, not going to sit here and wait. I mean, it was the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, dude. People were out there trying to get their last I understand. summer. Yeah, I totally get it. Summer smashing. Yeah. Yeah. So we just went home. That was the end of it. Never went out. Um... <laughs> What was I going to tell you? Oh, yeah. So what's coming up on your show today? On the show today, Sparky, I have the same question about two different teams. What questions do you still have about the Brewers in terms of their quest to win a championship? And what questions do you still have about the Packers as they start their quest to win a championship? I only have one question. Why did you leave that game after the eighth inning? Oh, yeah. And miss the Vogelback Grand Slam? Um, you were so hammered. You didn't even bring that up. I didn't even know you even went to the game when we talked. I didn't see it till the next day when you put it on Twitter. Oh, really? No, I put it up that night. I put it up as we were leaving. Oh, well, I saw it the next day. I didn't see it that night. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bad choice, man. That was just a bad choice on our part. How many other were you? At least a dozen. You had 12 people rolling yeah. with you? Yeah. And, and you all decided no. together that, oh, we're no. going to all leave now? No, no, no. Nobody so, wanted to stay? So here's what happened. Actually, all together, there was probably like, because we started at, at, at a tailgate in the parking lot, and then we went into the park, and then... You had seats tail, together? Tail, no, that's the thing. So oh. probably all together, we probably had like 15, 18 people that we started off with as a group at the tailgate. All comedians? Uh, no, most. you know who was with us? He's oh. a friend of a friend. You know Kurt Hogue? Yes. Yeah. He was, he, I tailgated. He's been on Sparky's Midday Man. I tailgated with Kurt Hogue he, this weekend. He, he uh, covers high school sports. We cheers, journal, we cheers beers, me and Kurt Hogue. He's a good, really good writer. Good buddies now. Anyways, so there's I think probably, I called him Kurt Hogg when I had him. There was probably like 15, 18 of us, and, and then we were sort of spread out throughout the park in like three different sections. So there was like seven or eight of us in our section after we, you know, people are moving around throughout the game. I'm going to go sit with this person. I'm going to go sit with that person. So the, 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 the people I was with come ninth inning, there was probably like seven of us, and uh, we were just hitting a wall, man, because of that stupid rule that you can't sell alcohol after the seventh inning so after christian yelich got out in the eighth we were like we gotta go 
we gotta drink go, some more we somewhere gotta go else. Drink more, or we have to stop drinking. And we didn't want to stop drinking because there was still a lot of day left. And so we went out to the car, and then uh, I heard a loud cheer coming from Miller Park. I was like, guys, I think we just missed something. And then my buddy, who was still inside, he calls and he's like, "Did you see that? Oh my god, did you see that?" We was like, and then we were like, "No, man, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't see that. We're inside. What happened?" So he tells us, and then we turn on Tim and the post game show in the in, in the in the parking lot afterwards, and it's all it's it's like he knew, and he was rubbing it in. He didn't, but it was like he knew, and he was rubbing it in. He was like, "This is one of those moments." That you're just never gonna forget. Agreed. Just a magical, I magical it, baseball moment. I compared it to Easter Sunday for the Brewers. Oh my God! But again, it wasn't a part of a winning streak. It didn't clinch a playoff spot. Didn't clinch a playoff game or anything like that. They were really, down four to it was, five to one. Man. It was really a meaningless win per yeah, se. I know, but it's but still the pretty moment, cool. Yeah. Oh my God! They were down five to one. They were down five to one, and it was hot. We were out in the sun. And we just knew, man, it was either it was either keep the thing going or it was just gonna stop. And there was still there's still a lot of day left. I would have just get I would have been so mad at myself. We were. We were I pretty I mean we, we weren't because we were drinking, but I don't we were. believe I've ever had that happen to me. And if I have, I don't remember it. So it what, something been like that. that? Yeah. Hmm. I was trying to think of what it was, but I couldn't remember. Gary said they left the Badger football game early. And when Mer- when they got the ball back, he heard a loud cheer, and he took off running to get to his car to hear what was going on. Gary can run, and well, whatever that is. <laughs> and when, when he got to the car, he turned on the radio just in time to hear Mertz throw another interception. Oh, and that was how it ended. So, so he, he didn't miss anything per se. No, wow. I just found out what happened in the Badgers game. <laughs> you didn't watch it. Oh no, you don't remember talking to me. How the hell would you remember the Badger game? So can can we rewind to before you forgot stuff? <laughs> yeah. Just rewind, because yes. I'm interested. Yes. So Friday, Friday, you were off. Yes. But then Friday night, you texted me mm-hmm. and said you landed a gig that you've been wanting for months. Yes. Uh, since this whole thing came, so the improv that is some big famous thing mm-hmm. uh, with a w- brick it's a big wall, deal, man. big brick it's a, wall. It's a big deal to get in front of that brick wall. You taught me all about it. Yeah, I know anything about it. I know. So they are in Brookfield. Though. They're in Brookfield corners of Brookfield. So what happened? Their uh, their headline. So my buddy AJ Grill was featuring for him. His last name is Grill. Yes, he was open. That's his real name. It's not oh, like a wow. stage name. Right? I swear, his name is AJ Grill. Anyway, Weber sponsor. He might be listening right now. Shout out, AJ. Weber should be your sponsor. Um, He was opening. Just wear Weber t-shirts or Traeger. Traeger's better, I think. Anyhow, he was opening for Gareth Daly. Gareth Daly's national headliner. Didn't know who he was Um, either. I googled him to see. So he was uh, coming in for the show Friday and Saturday night because of all the hurricane weather. I guess. Yes. His his plane got stuck in Salt Lake City Friday night, so they decided last minute let's put together a local showcase. And uh, called up me and a few other local comics. And uh, my buddy headlined. My buddy AJ was supposed to open. He headlined. He crushed, dude. I'm so happy and proud That's of that. Awesome. Dude. It was amazing watching that. And uh, it was, it was. I mean, we all wanted to get in there. And for like a handful of us to all get in there on the same night and cool. have that together and celebrate it together Very afterwards. Cool. It was re- it was a really, really cool night. And it was that's a really where the drinking binge started? Really cool night. Yes, that's where it's it started. celebratory off of that. Yeah. And then y'all just partied all weekend together. Yes. Yeah, and then I went to Summerfest Saturday. There was oh. a comedy show right down the street from my house Saturday night. And Sunday it was the Brewers game. What What did you go to Summerfest to do? What Who were you going to see? Oh, I saw Eve Six, man. Who? <laughs> 
I don't know. They were playing at the time. You don't remember Eve Six? I'm sure you could pull up there. They had a song. Everybody knows. They had a song? They had a song. Everybody knows. And they waited till the very, very end to play it. Well, of course. <laughs> you know something? I got to tell you a quick story about that. Vanilla Ice was at State Fair like two or three years ago, right? Yeah. How many times did he play Ice Ice Baby? This dude. I mean, I'm not going to call him dumb. He played it like the second song. It got done, and everybody went. But you know what I've heard? See ya. Is he'll do it multiple what? times. Wow, well, yeah. He did it once. See? We were good. See That's ya. your fault. Uh, whatever. I don't need it multiple times. I got it once. That was good. We left. <laughs> we were there because Kate wanted to see him. So okay, fine. So we went. And we had drinks. <laughs> he played it. I looked at her. I go, really? She goes, I don't even know why he played this early. I'm like, oh, whatever. All right, that was fun. Let's go. And that was it. Eve six. Eve six. Yeah. I don't know the name of the song. Don't ask me the name of the song. Just play the first song that comes up if you find them. If you're doing an Eve 6 search and you find them, just play the Heart first Heart in a Blender? Probably. Yeah, that is the one. Yes, that's the song. <laughs> are you going to play it? or No, are... I'm not going to play oh, it. Oh, why not? I don't know who they so are. So what are we doing? Why I just why... wanted to see if I knew the song. You'll know the song if you play it. So I that's promise what you, you you'll know the see? song. I didn't go to see it. I just We were just there, and they were on a free stage, and some of my why, friends- I, I, They belong on a free stage. I've never heard of them. Some of those same friends of mine who I was with Friday and Sunday, they also happened to be there. So nice. We all stopped and watched. Uh, were they busy, things. Summerfest? I had heard that the crowds no, were a little down. No. It, there was nobody there, See, dude. that's what I heard. There was no one there. And Eve 6, at one time, I guess, was a big deal, a big rock band. So they still have speakers like a big rock band, but no one was there. So it was just, no, there was like, there was... There was not enough bodies to absorb all the sound, dude. I feel like my heartbeat has permanently been changed. Really? <laughs> it was it was not it was not good. So for why me. do we think Summerfest numbers are so far down? Well, I mean, forty percent of the population isn't allowed in. We can start well, there. Well, that, that's part of it. It's <laughs> part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about the COVID aspect of it. Yeah, we can start there. Then of the other sixty percent, even. Even a lot of us who are vaccinated don't want to go and do stuff like that, be around large crowds and stuff. So it's still, I mean, there's still a COVID effect to yeah, events like so. that, man. So you don't think it's time of year? No. Being September no. versus being Fourth of July? It was beautiful. I mean, it was drizzling, but like the temperature, it was beautiful out there. It was great. I enjoyed it. Hmm. I mean, it was Eve 6, but I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Yeah. And they've done a lot of work renovating Summerfest. It looks the nice. The Summerfest grounds years. look real nice. They I haven't redid, been there in a while. Yeah, they redid the whole amphitheater now this last year. Um, yeah, they've done a lot of work, man. It, it looks beautiful. They've done a great job redoing stages and redoing a lot of stuff. They've done a really good job. Also on the show today is Barky Bart Winkler. It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Tuesdays with Winkler at 4 o'clock. What is that? What was that look? What was that little gesture well, with that, your hand? Okay, like, you oh, and Bart. All right. Yeah, all right yeah. uh, Steve Palazzolo, senior analyst at Pro Football Focus. He'll join me. At 4.30, uh, some comments from Aaron Rodgers in that 4 o'clock hour. And Will Samet from The Athletic will join me to talk some brews at 5.30. Nice. Uh, tomorrow, I'll get you to Rami here. Tomorrow, Wendy's Big Show, 10.35. Ben Fennel, NFL Network analyst. Billy Sims, Heisman Trophy winner, has Billy Sims Barbecue opening up here in Franklin. He'll join us at 12.35. And Marshall Falk, former Colts running back. says Billy Sims four times in this in this sponsor column on my rundown It's here. not to promote our interview. It's to promote his is his barbecue, barbecue franchise. No, that's what I meant. It's right over here by the rock. Oh, nice. 76 and the Ross. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. That's why. Uh, Marshall Falk uh, to lead off Sparky's Midday Madness tomorrow at 2 o'clock. The former Colts running back. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.